We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Winning isn't everything, but it's the only thing. In our business, there is no second place. Either you're first or you're last. Exactly two minutes remain in this football game. Dallas leads Green Bay 17-14. Star on third down. Third and goal. Quarterback. With 14 seconds left. And the Green Bay Packers are going to be world champions, NFL champions for the third straight year. Star lays it up for Freeman, and it's incomplete. Or did he cave in the catch at the 15? Yes. What are they going to roll it? He caught it. Touchdown. He did what? Rodgers in trouble. It's going to get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in it? In the end zone. And he's caught for the win. Richard Rodgers with a walk-off touchdown. The final snap of Super Bowl 45. The Green Bay Packers have won the Super Bowl. The Lombardi Trophy is coming home. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Talk of the Tundra, GSPN's Green Bay Packers podcast. We are coming to you on a victory Monday as the Green Bay Packers once again proved that Aaron Rodgers owns the Chicago Bears. And to talk about that victory this morning, I am joined by my co-hosts, Ty and Jordan. How are you guys doing? Doing well. I'm doing well. Jordan? Doing wonderful. The Packers have won their first game of the year. Ten straight home opening wins, which is quite a stat. Yeah. And I feel like they always load up with like good teams for their first home game. The Bears notwithstanding. <laughs> <laughs> And I, of course, am Numak, your host uh, of the podcast. Well, so you, you have and, one name, so we we only get one name, and we're on the pod right. with you. Okay, Monims all across. All right. I wouldn't Gorjewski well, and Numa, like Cher, Madonna, and Giannis. <laughs> that's right. So, of course, the Packers beat the Bears last night, twenty-seven to ten. I believe that's their fifth straight victory over uh, the Bears, at least going into the last. Uh, now two and a half meetings or seasons worth of meetings with them. This on the broadcast last night. Yeah, 27 to 10. It didn't start out the way we wanted it to with a uh, the Packers driving the field only to come with a field goal and then the defense getting gashed that first drive had us all a little bit uh, a bit of worry warts. We'll say a little bit of hand-wringing going on about where that uh, defense was that was we saw during training camp, but they tightened up the rest of the game with uh, with only allowing 10 points throughout and Aaron Jones just coming alive in the uh, in the coming alive the rest of the game. So I guess first impressions of this game. Jordan, what do you think? Um, Aaron Jones is going to be your Packers most valuable player this year. Um, I was trying to think about it and I believe I've watched almost every game that he's been in Packers uniform. Yeah. Um, including the the dark McCarthy years. <laughs> That's how I <laughs> referenced the last couple of years. I don't think I have seen him play as like as just ex- uh, this is not the right word, but it's the first word that comes to mind. Ex- exquisite, but like he was 
just like every play that he was doing, every run, it was just like he hits eight yards, nine yards, first downs galore. Like everything about it was just very, like, I don't know. I haven't seen him play like that. He's had a lot of games like that where he's had over, I think this is his ninth game of his career where he's had over 150 yards from scrimmage, mm-hmm. which you take that for granted when you have like guys like Devontae Adams and Robert Tunyon, who, you know, years prior has, you know, been an outstanding threat for them. But like, considering where the Packers are this year and where their office is built, it's built towards Jones, Dylan, run game, all that stuff, hold the ball, carry, you know, manage the tempo. And you, after last week where he only has eight touches and there's a whole bunch of conversation about that and all that stuff, like he just delivered in spectacular ways. Every time they needed him to just get these chunk plays, he delivered. Right. Yeah. And I think it stood out because I think in, in you know, he's, he's obviously had great games before. I think some of the great games before, he's probably had more to work with from the offensive line and from the pass game opening up things over the top. I mean, this was the Packers clearly leaning into, like, Aaron Jones makes the rest of the offense possible in a lot of ways because he's going to open up everything else and we'll spread the ball around, but he's the one who's really keeping the engine moving. And the offensive line, I thought, was better. I mean, having Elton Jenkins back certainly helps, but... Not great. And I thought there were a lot of plays where it looked like Jones would get the handoff and it's like, oh, this is going to be like a yard. Like there's not really anything there. And he just has this vision and this burst. And it's like, oh, that's six yards. How is that six yards? And that's that's literally the difference between being able to move the ball and not. Because those those one yard, negative one yard, no yard plays, really tough for an offense when you're at second and long. Or so obviously when it happens on third down, you're at third and long. It makes it really hard to move the chains, especially with the Packers. Their approach was a lot of shorter passes when they were passing the ball. I mean, Jones' touchdown reception was hardly a reception, right? It was like it was very similar to his first touchdown, which was a touchdown run. It was both that kind of shovel pass type deal. Um, So it it was just like it's essential to not lose that yardage. And I thought – I mean, A.J. Dillon is so strong. He usually isn't going to lose yards. But Jones was – taking situations that looked like busted, like wasted plays and making it, you know, oh, we're at second and third, second and three now because of how many yards he gained. And I thought it really stood out. I couldn't find enough ways to put it. I'm tweeting the game. It's just like Aaron Jones is really good, man. I don't know how many other ways I can say it, but he is making something out of nothing on like half of his rushes, which I thought (laughs) was extra impressive. Not to take anything away from, you know, running with holes and using the offensive line, but he was a magician out there against the Bears. What are your guys' thoughts just quickly on the little like touch pass counting of the pass? Like where it gets like hiked to, to Rogers and he just goes like boop. And then it like flick. Yeah. And, no, like uh, he like, he barely touches it and it like passes it, quote unquote. Oh, to, like, yeah, hot potato. To the guy in motion. Like I don't think that should be a pass. Like it's the only like reason it is a pass because the ball goes forward coming out of Rogers' hands, but it's not like he's actually throwing the ball. I always thought that was a weird rule that they had. Yeah, I, I don't know if you can legislate it, it. I guess is it like it's kind of like scoring, like in baseball, where someone gets like throws the ball with their glove. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like your hand is not your hand is touching, but it's covered by this glove. But you're also it's I don't know, it's just a weird, <laughs> it's a weird. Um, I don't know how you do it, especially. Um, if you're playing fantasy football, like that is exactly like, what you take that away from me. He touched the ball. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, going off of Aaron Jones' sort of excellence during the game, uh, 8.8 average rushing yards this game, which is pretty incredible. That's a pretty elite stat. So, 15 carries, 132 yards is is good. Is good. What was it? Nine nine something per touch. It had to be. He averaged 12.7 per reception, three yards, three catches for 38 yards. Something like that. (laughs) So I think the impressive thing, too, and I'll toss it back to you, Numak, but it's not sometimes, you know, a running back, you can get really buoyed by like one huge carry and it really bumps up the average. That was not the case. I mean, his long was 36, which is nice, but it's not like there was like an 80 yard run in there that lifted it up. Like we were talking about, he was consistently getting four plus yards on like every single carry and then also really found uh, some wide open space on a few of them right 
So going back to uh, the box score, twenty-seven ten, like I said, was the was the final score. A lot, a lot of that scoring came in the the first half. Packers went field goal, touchdown, 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 with a punt in the middle there. That was an absolute bomb from Pat Donald, like seventy-two yards for a touchback. And then uh, the Bears scored their touchdown, obviously on the first um, drive of drive of the game, first their first drive of the game, and the offense sort of like stalled. I'll kind of say in the second half, they only got. Both teams only got the one field goal in the second half, which was kind of weird to see just based on how well they were going um, in the first half. And part of it was the fumble and uh, just sort of the long plays that were, or like drives that were manifesting. But Roger said it himself that he's disappointed uh, in the offense second half with sort of the, the miscues on the handoff that he had to Adrian Dillon that caused the fumble. And then the really long um, negative yardage play when Josh Myers had the snap count wrong and hit Christian Watson on the, the shotgun snap. So I guess I'm not too concerned. I think it was uh, and Tommy, I forget what was in the Discord. I talked about this is like a perfect coach's win because they mm-hmm. won easily. There was not a lot of stress, but there's still a lot to work on. Yeah, I think you look at the you know you look at the the quarter over quarter box score and it, it looks concerning to start because it's like the Packers score 27, 21 of them in the second quarter. So they average you know the other three quarters three three and zero points respectively. So it's like oh what went wrong? But it really I think is summed up by the two fumbles in the second half and one is actually a turnover and the other one kind of nuked that drive. And I also think at that point in the game, by the second one, and their field goal late, there was a real, like, okay, this game is over energy, and we're kind of just getting through it at this point. I mean, I think the, you know, maybe not the the second fumble, but the field goal drive, there was a lot of, like, all right, A.J. Dillon, like, let's get a couple yards, let's keep the clock moving, we'll kick, it's not a big deal. Like, there was just a different intensity because the Bears had been – so absolutely just neutered offensively. And I just think the Packers offense was not feeling much pressure, which is fine. But I thought overall they moved the ball pretty well. I mean, Rodgers throws for 234 yards. The team rushes for 203 yards total. So you're still gaining, you know, 400, nearly 440 yards of offense. I think the two fumbles, which are both, you know, kind of fluky plays, really, just right. kind of random. Not, not like someone with a fumbling problem, like prime Adrian Peterson was fumbling, just – you know, right. They messed up two plays and it, it killed two drives. But I think overall, it's not that the offense stalled. It's that those two plays kind of – and just the game winding down is what did it. So I'm not overly concerned. Although, of course, you'd like to see them not go a full half without getting in the end zone, ideally. Right. Exactly. And I think part of that, too, is that like the the energy, like that the, this game is over energy, got to them a little too fast because like – the the fumble and then the punt drive, which was the two fumble drives, stalled and weren't good. Bears went punt, field goal, going at like they went punt, fumble by the Packers, field goal, and then punt by the Packers. That next drive was that very long drive where David Montgomery and Clue Herbert were just again gashing the defense. Mm-hmm. And luckily they stopped them at the goal line, but I don't like that that energy was so prevalent right away when the game wasn't totally out of reach because that um that downs like when the Packers stopped them at the goal and there's still six minutes left in the uh in the quarter in the fourth quarter so like yeah. for that touchdown they're only down um touchdown mm-hmm. it's a, definitely a game again luckily they didn't but i'd like to see that focus sort of maintained throughout I think, I think too, I mean, the first fumble for me on that drive, I mean, they, I wrote this down. They had three straight first downs. Aaron Jones had like, uh, rattled off like a huge run. Yeah. And it was just the, I, I still don't understand what Rodgers was trying to do. I don't know if there was like something that they switched at the line of scrimmage or whatever, but he's like going one, he's supposed to be going one way, but he is going the opposite direction. Yeah. You could tell in AJ Dillon's like the way that he's getting set up to have the ball handed off to him. And I was like, that was where like they could have put this further out of notice. We could have 
possibly seen Jordan Love as early as like early in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And then it's like, it's just lingering on even like, I think that's the thing is that like, there's really good plays that happen in the second half, like that deep shot to Sammy Watkins, who, I mean, it's not like you're going to say like, Oh, he's like an overwhelming performer of this game, but everything that they had to him was like, just exactly perfect for his role. Yep. Um, Yep. There's still things that stood out in the second half with the offense, but it was just a matter of execution. These aberrational plays that you hope don't consider in the future. Yeah. And, you know, just kind of maintaining that focus that they had throughout the first half. To uh, right. to follow, to make your point about that drive, Aaron Jordan's for five, or excuse me, Aaron Jordan's, Aaron Jones for five yards. Again, Aaron Jones for seven yards. Then he burst for 36 yards. The short pass to Watson was a bust for they lost a yard there. But then A.J. Dillon rushes for 11 and gets it all back. So the Packers are knocking on the door of the red zone. I think they're on the 28-yard line when the fumble happens. And I will mm-hmm. say to our earlier combo, Numak, I don't think they really – I didn't feel that the, the game was over energy much until after the downs. I think it was that drive. And that was a long Packers drive. They got to the red zone. And I think when they were there, they were kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, we're just going to keep handing it off. And I know we were talking about cheeses and what would be necessary for the highest level cheese. And we'll get there. But I think that drive, you know, I think maybe Aaron Jones does see the end zone again if the Packers are more motivated. I think there was a little bit of like, let's just get him some rest. Let's get AJ some more touches and and just wrap this up. But yeah, I, I definitely think the offense was not as bad as the score indicates, even if you'd like to see it, you know, doing a little bit more. I love the game plan that we had for the offense coming in. Yes. We, we talked so much last week that we just want to see more of Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. And that's exactly what we got tonight. Like the, the run game setting up the pass game is something that I feel like gets touted a lot by coaches as something to just appease fans and give an answer to a, a reporter. But that's kind of just how the West coast offense and football works at times like this. But I don't think it could have you could have pointed you could have pointed to a better game to set that example for the night or then uh nice game against the Bears. Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon were absolutely thrashing up the middle around the around the tackles. And that set up great plays by the receivers. Our we had three receivers, Sammy Watkins, Aaron Jones, Randall Cobb had three receptions, and Romeo Dobbs, Lazard, and Tanya with two. Of Watkins Jones, Cobb, and Dobbs. Three of the four longest uh, receptions by them were 55 yards, 15 yards, or 55 yards, 20 yards, and 20 yards. And then Aaron Jones was longest was the 15. But like, those are chunk plays that are getting open because the run game is so threatening. And that's sort of what we wanted to see last week against the Vikings and hopefully that we see more of going forward this year. Yeah. And I think what's cool as well is I think the worst Rodgers games are where he fixates on one or two receivers, and that was damaging even when you had Devontae Adams. I think without him, you just can't do it, right? Like he can't he can't fall in love with Kabi. As as I mean, I think I'm in love with Kabi after that game, but you can't can't over target him. But if you look at the targets, it's like Sammy Watkins was the most targeted receiver with four. Everybody else had three except Tunyon, who had two, and Tyler Davis, who had one. I don't even remember that play. But um, every pretty much everybody was targeted three times, basically. So the ball was really spread around. And that includes Jones and, and Dylan Watson, who never gets to run down the field anymore, apparently, but at least is getting the ball thrown to him in some capacity. And Watkins, who was clearly the standout receiver of this game, who really flashed in open space. And I think you said it perfectly, Jordan. Like, I thought of a very Bucksy thing with this. It's like he's not a star, but he starred in his role of just like, there's going to be a couple plays where we just need you to get some space and haul in a catch. And he was like, yeah, can do. I don't know if he can get, you know, 10 balls a week anymore or maybe ever. But I think certainly if you're looking to him three to five times, it seems like he can definitely come through and take advantage of the space that the running game is opening up. Rogers. Yeah, I, I, I can't, no. sorry. Go ahead, uh, I kind of view it as a very basketball-y thing where you have your high usage guys, your running backs in the Packers case and everything. I think we even talked about like going into the first week, like the passing game is like a safety valve because you have a security blanket that can convert 
what he, Aaron Rodgers, I think, finished the game with 16 straight completions or something like that. And uh, they, I want to say, I think 14 and it tied his career high. I know it tied yeah. his career high, whatever the number was for consecutive completions. So you have one of the best, if not the best, uh, passer, like just pure passer in, <laughs> at behind or under center and is getting the ball to various guys that, you know, it's not like we're, we're not talking about Devontae Adams here. We're talking about guys that can just be relief and safety valves and Sammy Watkins beating guys off the, off the line of scrimmage and going downfield for 55 yards or Romeo Dobbs making a play out of nothing and getting the Packers out of like, I think it was like second and 28. And it was like a third and five after that. Like it's stuff like that, that that's where it's it, it. There's all this mystery of like, what does the Packers offense look like without Devonte Adams? And it's like, I thought the the game last night kind of just like perfectly saw the potential and even obviously gave a substance to like what they want to do. And it's not obviously it's not going to fall on just one guy in the passing offense or the wide receivers. Robert Tony had a uh, I think it was a first down or at least a good catch at least. Right. Um, it's just like just just the diversity of using all their weapons within their wide receivers and all that stuff that just kind of makes that that gives Rogers kind of like security and like I can go to Randall Cobb at any moment. I can go to Sammy Watkins at any moment. Alan Lazard, I don't think really showed up with a stat sheet, but he almost had a touchdown that I think uh, um he got, if, he got the last one of the second of the first half, right? Oh yeah, he did. He did, he did get yeah. one. It, right? New he had another one. Newlock reverse jinxed it for him. That's right. Yeah, Who was he only got targeted once, and then like a, a minute later, he catches a touchdown. Boom. Which was his second target. Like I wasn't. Yeah. yeah. No, you were wrong, yeah. but you 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 made that happen. So I think yeah. Lazard Lazard owners everywhere owe you one for that. Yeah. But it was it was I think a Bears rookie that made it was a good throw, but even better play by the yeah. Bears rookie that just like deflected. Yep. So I think that's where it's like. Yeah, it just helps to have like the greatest security blanket as your quarterback of all time. Yeah, right. that, and <laughs> yeah. that t- quickly Newmark. Then, then you can go. That touchdown drive though was perfect, and I pointed this out after the two minute warning. It was five plays to get into the end zone to Jones, to Dylan, to Cobb, to Tunyon, to Lazard, all in a row. I think it was five. Yep. Either there might have been a handoff, but it might have been all receptions. The lines get blurred with this Packers offense, but that's how they have to play. It has to be equal opportunity, move the ball around, like. And it's kind of nice too, like teams with like number one corners. It's like, okay, we just won't throw to whoever that guy's covering. If we don't have to, like we don't need to rely on any one player. I mean, maybe, you know, Aaron Jones to an extent, but good luck to if you that's the nice thing. If teams really sell out to take away the run, it's like you said, you I mean, now you are okay, let Aaron Rodgers drop back with no one over the top. Like that's a pretty precarious spot, even if the receivers are not like A tier receivers. Right. Team random. <laughs> yeah, off- offense random. Um, Roger said it afterwards, talking about Sammy Watkins, that he just it's he's seemingly like probably going to be one of Rogers' favorite targets this offseason because of one his veteran status and two that he just they just seem to like meld together in their personalities and how they approach football. Roger said they had like they they were texting this week and talked at length about stuff and he was just like really happy that. They got a quote like special guy in in Sammy Watkins, which like goes to show that Rogers is like he loves giving his uh his praise to receivers that he trusts. And if that can become a good dynamic, then I could see like a Sammy Watkins in a a James Jones sort of role this year to where he's never gonna be your consistent option, but he's going to be the option there for you that is important in big in big spots. Like his first reception of the game. He had great hands, made a uh, leaping catch coming over the middle to yeah. sustain the drive. That was like, albeit Rodgers threw it over the defender to get it there, but it was still, it's it's sort of a little bit, but Walkins comes down with it, gets the first down, continues the drive. And then, obviously, his two big chunk plays um, to really get some yardage and move the ball. So I think it's going to be good this season for Sammy Watkins if they can continue the chemistry they have. Talking about Christian Watson not running down the field, he can run down the field. He just isn't getting the ball thrown to him. Yeah. Like I didn't see turn the corner. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I didn't see 
too many other plays where he did it, but on that first Watkins um, reception, I believe it was, uh, Christian Watson absolutely torched his man, like up up the sideline, like he was he was gone. And if Rodgers holds it for another second and sees him and throws it to him, it's probably another touchdown. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. Well, not another, <laughs> but another opportunity for a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I think in due time it'll come for Christian Watson. Right now, they're kind of using him and then Amari Rodgers role we saw in the preseason, which I'm not too big of a fan of, but. I would just want to see them get more passes downfield. I think Ty, you said it like it's amazing what Romeo Dobbs can do with the ball when he knows it's coming. <laughs> he and yeah. Dobbs almost had, I think it was, um, it was probably the second to last drive, but and in the field goal that just you know kind of, I mean, it was yeah, the game was over. Rogers third down gets sacked, but Dobbs had like a window where he's like. He had just gone past like the first down marker, and I think just wiped out or slipped. And it was like, yeah. Even if Rodgers had thrown like the the best ball that he's ever thrown, you don't know if Dobbs is like going to catch it as he's like falling down, kind of thing like that. So I, that's another thing where it's like, there's definitely. I think I even said in the chat, there's definitely some training wheels going on with just like not give too much too soon to the the young wideouts. Even um. He's not Watson or Dobbs. What is it? Toure? Toure? Oh, yeah. yeah. He was inactive last night, right? And last week, too, I believe. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it'll come with time. I'm not gonna, I'm not expecting, you know, it's going to, like, boom, like, 10 catches, 180 yards. Or whatever. We're not going to gonna see, like, this this uh, breakup performance this year, maybe. Um, but, yeah, it's very, it's very just like, okay, we're going to just go. Uh, step by step with them. Yeah, it almost feels like Lafleur is kind of building in because we talked about this on the week one post game pod of like, you know, what what do we need to see from those guys? And I think we said a lot like, hopefully they at least are getting targeted. And yeah. I, it almost feels like some of these plays are designed for them just to make sure, like, hey, we don't want you to go a full half without seeing any targets. So at the very least, even if Rogers isn't, isn't throwing it to you out, out wide for real, we can at least get you some of these plays, get the ball in your hands, get some familiarity going. I, I think it's a good idea, but yeah, certainly would like to see, I mean, Dobbs, I think every time he does haul in the ball, he does flash to me. I'm like, Oh my God. And I don't know if it's a catching problem as much as it is just like being on the same page, you know, what Rogers talks about constantly. So it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully this season those two can get them more trust, more familiarity built up and start to factor in the passing game more. Maybe it won't be essential. I think it probably will become pretty important down the line. But, um, yeah, I, I think it makes sense for now to at least have the built-in, like, all right, we'll get just something every game, even if it's not a 50-yard completion down the field or whatever. Yeah. Um. Touching on Matt LaFleur a little bit before we go into the defense. I want to talk about his sort of play calling in the beginning of the game because it was annoying to say the least. On the touchdown drive. On the touchdown drive, there was uh, a six-yard run from A.J. Dillon, a five-yard run from A.J. Dillon, and then an incomplete pass from Rodgers. And then Rodgers scrambled for seven yards. He passed to Christian Watson for nine yards. Then Aaron Jones uh, went for five yards. And hold on, I think I missed a play. Regardless, there was a lot of running on the touchdown drive. A lot of it. And it was what got them their touchdown. The next drive, they go three and out because they went pass, pass, pass. Like they incomplete pass to Watkins. Uh, incomplete pass Tyler Davis. And then the he gets the Tyler Davis play. There it was. Right. But then he gets sacked. It's like, okay, we just scored running the ball up their gut for like what was in essence 75, yeah, 75 yards. And to immediately go into three passes is doesn't seem smart to me. Like, yeah, if we're up more, why not? Yeah, just like start throwing the ball and try to run up the scoreboard. At that point, it was only seven ten, and you don't want to like punt and then give the Bears an opportunity to come down and 
score a touchdown on their own and take that lead and feel like they, they really can't hang with us. So that was like my one gripe before they started, before they scored those two other touchdowns. Yeah. That, hey, we got this small lead by running Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Why are we coming out of the next, why are we starting the next drive with passing? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, and extra annoying. They called the classic Packers. They used their second timeout in the middle of that drive to get on the same page, and right. still didn't come out and go, "Hey, maybe this second down would be a good time to get it into Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon's hands." Yeah, I think probably a miss there on the drive, but thankfully they got back to feeding the running backs on the drives exactly. after that, which is like weird. Like weird <laughs> how we had success with this to begin with, went away from it didn't have success, came back to it, had success. Like, why don't we just cut the middle off? Is that, is that a matter of your – that's your third drive of the night. You're seeing what how the Bears are schemed. And they were clearly des- – I mean, they talk about it all the time on the broadcast. They were designed to take the runaway. Are they doing that as like, okay, we went into what we thought or what we wanted to do the first couple drives, you know, plan your plays out well in advance. And it's like, okay, this drive is going to be like, okay, we see this is what their coverage is. This is where the defense is stacked up. We're just going to like try to <laughs> beat them through the air. Like, is it, I think that's part of the balance that of trying to like, when, which way are you going to go with like, okay, we're kind of settling into this game. We're seeing how they want, what they want to take away from us. How do we beat them and doing what they're trying to do, if that all makes sense. A little, yeah. I think. <laughs> Ty, do you have anything or you don't want to go? No, I, I mean, I think I think it makes sense as an idea. I think it was kind of, I think the rhythm was off that drive because none of the plays worked as well, no. which I think, and I wonder how much of the, if it is. Those like, are only three and out that game, right? Uh, outside say, outside yeah. of the, the actually fumble. the second one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, uh, Neiman, Neiman just got blown up on that sack, too. That was yeah. just like, oh, <laughs> Robert Quinn. Like, that was the thing. Was like, when the Bears pass rushers got loose, it was like, oh, my God. Like, even <laughs> Ellen Jenkins, who did amazing. First game. First game back from a Tony Seal. Just got blown up by. Can we talk? We, week 11 last year? Torres ACL mm-hmm. and he's back? That Medicine, man. That's crazy. Football, football is crazy. Yeah, it is. Football is crazy. Well, it's getting back to, like. I don't know if I'd be jogging at this point. Right. Like sports no. medicine is advancing so far. Like what was it? Cam Akers. Like, uh, like pop. Torres Achilles at the start of training camp and played in the Super Bowl. Yep. It's nuts. It's nuts. Um, but for the I, – I think it was kind of a, a weird vibe on the drive all around. Um, but I, I think what was more aggravating to me about this game and the Packers not running enough was actually thinking back to last week. Because you mentioned earlier, Newmark, that second half drive where the Bears, you know, were looked like they were going to make it a real game. If they had scored on the goal line, it's a one touchdown game. And it's, you know, if the Bears get a stop, they could be right back in it. If Justin Fields is going to continue to throw for five yards a quarter or whatever, not that much more, 15 yards a quarter, I think he averaged in this game. It'd probably be tough to win, but, you know, whatever. It's still a ball game. Uh, and they get the stop, but they get, they did it by rushing because it was working and they just stuck to it. Like the Packers had, and we'll talk about the defense probably in a second here, 
But, you know, Montgomery's just slicing through and the Packers were not able to stop it. And it just made me think back to last week and like, how was the answer to what the Vikings were doing? Not just like, well, let's see if Aaron Jones can make a couple plays and maybe we can get back in this thing. And I think that's the takeaway going forward from this the, the one drive and looking back at last week compared to what happened this week. I don't think there's any situation where the approach should not be Aaron Jones gets the football a lot. Like yeah. whether it's running, passing, both, it should be both. But if you're down, if you're up, and you know, if you're way up, obviously, whatever, kill the clock, doesn't matter. But I think that's that's my big takeaway. And you said it early, Jordan. Like it's the Aaron Jones year. I think a lot of the offense is gonna revolve around him. And that's just from everything that we've seen so far, that's my biggest takeaway. It's like there's rain or shine. He's like the postal service, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> FedEx, you can do it on the, in the air and do it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we talk about defense? Yeah. Can we talk about the Bears offense for just I, I have to do this. Go I ahead. have to do this. Go ahead. Four is yours. It felt very I don't know what they're trying. Luke Getze is first year as offense coordinator. Packers, Packers. former QB coach, right? Yes. Yep. Yes. Um it just feels very at least I I'm not gonna say I'm gonna watch every Bears game. How they played last night and how they used Justin Fields, which on the run or any running play that they did was like, damn it, like that he's really good at doing that. And then it's like throwing the ball, except for a couple passes that they just, you know, out of thin air, that was like, oh, yeah, that's that's what it is. It felt very uh, Jason Kidd is telling Giannis not to shoot threes. And it's like, he's a quarterback. <laughs> you can't. You can't really do that. I think it was there was a stat of like the Bears have attempted twenty eight passes through two weeks, and the every team that is playing Monday Night Football tonight, the Bills, Vikings, Eagles, Titans, have exceeded that <laughs> after playing one game. The, the worst part is they attempted more in the rain game. He only attempted eleven yes. passes against yes. the Packers, so he must have had seventeen. It is. It was in the rain just. Game. Wild to me. Even the drive, it they they don't score by the thinnest of margins. No passes thrown, and I'm just like, okay, like any. And again, that was still a successful drive, but it was like I didn't really understand how they thought they were at least going to come back in that game. And granted, it's year one of the where the what they're doing. They're probably going to get better receivers. They equanimous St. Brown um, look pretty good. Former Packer, but like it was just very odd yeah. to me. Uh, Matt, or is it Matt Eberflus? Is that his first name, Matt? Yeah. Matt Eberflus decided to go shot. Eberflus. <laughs> Shades of uh, Las Nutpa. Las Nutpa, yeah. He, he was like the, he, he challenged the fourth down. Um, scramble, yeah, which fields they yeah. were saying, like, oh, the ball across the I don't even know that was bizarre to me. It's like, yeah. yeah, I see something white in there with maybe laces, it's like it didn't make sense to me at yeah. all. But he's like, ah, oh, that's a touchdown, and you could just see him go like this with his like arms. Yeah. And I was like, I okay, okay, going, Matt, <laughs> going shotgun snap at the inch yard line is an incredible decision, yeah. Like, you have Justin Fields, one of the more athletic QBs to be developing right now, who can just sort of like, you know, jump over it and do the thing. Mm-hmm. Instead, he goes low and tries to. Use and had a lane, had a lane had a to lane the end zone. Right. Yeah. yeah. He was right. It's an easy touchdown, but he didn't. And didn't make it by the slimmest of margins. Uber Uberflus. <laughs> <laughs> well, you look at, I mean, it's just like, it's, the, they're going to run into this problem all year, the Bears of. Outside of the, the 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 two drives that they actually moved the ball, the second one was just like Montgomery went off, and we'll we'll talk oh. about Packers momentarily. Like there was some big Packers issues on that drive, and and because mm-hmm. some some repeated themes to Week One, I think. But the first one, they they got to the red zone because of a flea flicker to Equinemius St. Brown for thirty yards. That's right, which was almost half of Fields' passing yards on the day. It was thirty yep. yard play, and it was seventy, and then they were able to run it in. You're not going to be able to consistently move the ball if you can't throw the ball downfield in 2022. Like in 1930, 
just what Justin Fields is doing would have been revolutionary and they would win 12, all 12 games. But the ghost of New Rockney is turning over in his grave. <laughs> you can't you can't not throw down field anymore. It's just not gonna work. And I know they probably want to lose games, so maybe this is according to plan, but I agree with you, Jordan. Like is he a young quarterback? Yes. He's in his second year. He's an NFL quarterback. If you don't trust him to throw the ball downfield now, what are we doing? Like the Niners trusted Trey Lance more this year. Now he's hurt, obviously, and, and Garoppolo's taken over. But, you know, you can try to protect a guy to a certain extent. They could have done that by getting some more offensive linemen. They did not do that. Or some more <laughs> pass-catching weapons. They did not do that. But it doesn't really matter if you have weapons. They have Darnell Mooney, who people like. One catch for minus four yards because he doesn't get targeted downfield. They don't throw the football. So it, this is not an NFL offense. Like I, the Packers defense looked good and that's good. I'd be really, really concerned if they looked bad against this team that is afraid to throw the football in, again, the year of our Lord 2022, when that's a pretty important thing to do, some might say. Yeah. Do, uh, we're going to talk about this briefly because we got to talk about the defense. But do you think it's uh, Justin Fields' issue or is it a receiver's issue? Like, am I really going to want to throw the ball a whole lot to EQ, Darnell Mooney, and Dante Pettis? Like, I don't think so. It's definitely, it's definitely there. I think you know the personnel. I think it's a little option. Yeah, I think it's a little option A, a little option B. Yeah. It's like, yeah, David Montgomery's probably their best player on offense. Same way that the uh, outside of Rogers, that Aaron Jones is our best player in offense. They're just going to revolve on the run game. But yeah, if you can run, you can revolve around the run game all you want. You need to then take advantage of that in the passing game, and they just refuse to. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you gotta you gotta at least try to throw. You don't have to throw fifty times a game, but to right. attempt eleven throws in a game where in the second half you were down by multiple scores the whole time, like. It's it's a joke. I mean, they I think they ran forty one total plays of offense because they never moved the ball. Because again, it's hard to move the ball these days yep. if you don't can't get it downfield. Yeah. Defense. Yeah, yeah. Started awful. Yeah. <laughs> there were there were some tweets. I think one one Rohan Kadi, GSPN's own, was uh, hesitant to talk about the defense. <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling it up. He, he goes. You guys scroll cold. through a lot of thirst tweets. There's been a nighttime since then, so who knows what's on that feed? Be careful. And, uh, and oh, an it, unfortunate injury. Yeah. It was actually it was only three tweets. It was him dropping his phone and punching himself in the crotch. We call the that a Lazary. <laughs> the the hype around the defensive stand, and him drinking apparently. But then he goes, "I was told <laughs> this, this Packers defense would be good," and that was all of us. Yeah, we were like. Where is this defense? They, you go from not showing out, showing up last week against the Vikings to talking your shit this week, Jair Alexander, before the first drive, that like, shut out, we're going to just hold them and they were having the greatest game of our lives. That was a lot of talk with no bite that first drive. Like I was very worried that that was how the rest of that game was going to go. We had to come on this podcast to talk about how the defense has been nothing but talk all all offseason and all training camp without any sort of stats to bring it up and how that's quite problematic and that I thought I was going to be fooled into thinking the Green Bay Packers have a good defense like <laughs> like they weren't just Don Capers 2.0 <laughs> but alas they uh after that first touchdown drive they really really shored up Preston Smith was really good tonight had a sack I think he had, might have had two sacks two Seven yeah. tackles, I believe, too, and I think yeah. one of them was for a loss, too. Yeah, really good night for Preston Smith in that front. Sean Gary, too. Like the defense really thrives in when the when the front when the the line and the rushers get to the quarterback and create pressure, and they did that throughout the second half or throughout the the game after that first drive and before that long drive that ended in the goal line stand. Like they were in Justin Fields' face all night. They couldn't get the run game going. It was overall just a, the game we wanted to see from from the defense. 
Yeah, if you don't count the end of first half drive, it was one play, 32 seconds for the Bears. They basically let the clock go down. The four straight drives for Chicago, while the Packers were building their lead, either the first or second play of each of those drives, the defensive line caused the Bears to either lose yardage, or I think one, there was like it was a, ru- a rush for one yard. But still, those second and long situations we're talking about, or third and long. And then they were, I think all they were all three and outs. They forced four three and outs in a row. Again, not counting the play where they ran out the clock. And all of them stemmed from someone on the defensive line. Preston Smith, a lot of the time, or Sean Gary had a nice play in there. I think uh, Kenny Clark or no Dean Lowry had a nice play in there too. Mm-hmm. To either like stop Montgomery behind the line, sack Fields, or I think one of them was Khalil Herbert for like again a yard or a yard, half yard. You set the tone with plays like that up front, and it, it can really kill drives. Again, this was easy mode against an offense that generated 70 yards of passing, but that's what they need to do against every team. Like that's just how you win football games is it starts in the trenches. You make uh, offenses operate in the harder situations, and that's when it becomes easier to force turnovers or just get a team off the field. So that's when all the momentum went to Green Bay, and that's how they won the football game, right? Like that second quarter-ish part of the game where the Bears offense was never on the field for more than three plays and the Packers were able to get down the field and score and that was the whole game. So I think great sign from the defense to do that and to go and just dominate the trenches for a little bit and that's just what they're going to need to do every week. You know, guys like Preston Smith who was great, Sean Gary, Dean Lowry making plays, Kenny Clark hopefully making some more plays. Um, right. That that's that's how the good games start, and then that's how you get you know later teams getting more desperate and guys like Jair getting interceptions. Right, and even coming out of the out of uh, halftime, that was the three and out by the by the Bears too. Like, yeah, that was yeah. the fourth straight one, I think. Right, and then, then they had so the like, field goal drive. It's so like coming out of halftime when you get all these opportunities for change and how you want to approach the second half of this game, like try and come back and win. The Packers defense just said no, like sit down. We're, we're still winning this game. That yeah, that was the thing too. Is that like we talk about the offense and just like you see how Matt Lafleur wants to run plays and just build his overall offense. It helps when you're just taking time off the clock. Your defense is not getting overtaxed, and they can just make plays constantly. Again, against the. Bears offense that was not really threatening the pass, but like the fact that their pass rushers were still making plays on run plays, like Preston Smith really getting in there. Rashawn Gary was chasing down David Montgomery or Justin Fields, like when they were having, you know, uh, at least it looked like planned run plays and stuff like that. That, like, that is where they, that is how they want to play. Their defense makes quick work of the other team, gets their offense out on the field. And they just man like just control the, the tempo and kill the clock as much as they can. And so I think that's where it was a lot like I mean, not to keep following down the script of like how it was to start last year, but after week one, and I, I went to the Lions game that they for their home over last year, like Packers looked terrible in that first drive, and offense comes back, scores, if not ties it or takes takes the lead. And then you just saw that defense just settle in and just really wreak havoc of the Lions. And I think that kind of just showed again against the Bears where it's like Devon, Devondre Campbell made the huge uh, stuff on, on fields for the fourth down. Like everybody just had like the offense or like the wide receivers. Everybody had like at least a play that you can look towards. Like Rasul Douglas did this. Jair Alexander did that. Like it, everybody, it was just a team effort in that way that just – the defense really clamped down and uh, really just made outside of a, a couple of drives, just made life miserable for the bears. Yeah. I think it was just a really awesome standout for the defense. Like a good game, like the game you wanted to see from the defense. And one of my like favorite, I guess I'll be back up after that touchdown drive. I don't know what happened on the sideline. I don't know. Someone had to say something because that ensuing drive that we talked about where Preston Smith did the sack to start the drive uh, for uh, minus five yards. The next two plays was Rizzo Douglas uh, moving around his blocker 
to just shoot and tackle uh, Darnell Mooney behind the line on like a little screen pass. It, he was shot out of a rocket to get that tackle, and he comes up as they're tackling him and just starts screaming to the crowd, like flexing, like getting into it as a defense. And that's what that's what we wanted to see. That's what was advertised throughout training camp. And then following up the next play, there it's like it's third and nineteen after that, and they do a little dump off pass to David Montgomery, who starts to get some momentum, and Russell Douglas comes up and hit sticks him and just lays him down. And same thing, gets up, flexes, and starts yelling towards the crowd like that's the energy this defense was talking about that they had all off season, and that's what we saw. I want that defense and that energy all year because if they have that and they put that intensity, they're going to be one of the best defenses. The problem is, is that that intensity isn't there every drive, as it wasn't there the first drive, and it wasn't there on the drive where they end up getting the goal line stand. But they have that; they have the players to do that. They just need to do it. Yeah, the first drive, the first Bears drive, there were no plays for negative yardage except for a fumbled snap, like a Chicago error with that Fields basically right. had to fall on the football. That was the only play where the Bears didn't gain yardage, everything they actually ran worked. So it was very much the opposite of the tone set over the next four drives of like, we're going to derail you. The Bears were able to do whatever they wanted. And again, outside of shooting themselves in the foot, um, they moved the ball really well against Green Bay. So yeah, it was nice to see that yeah. get completely flipped later on. Um, I had to also the defense. You guys want to touch on, obviously we can talk about Jared's down had the late interception. It has had the interception late, just on the uh, Justin Fields pass. That was wasn't short. I think it was just a really great play by Jerry Alexander to come across the field and pick it. I thought it was funny that he slid twelve yards out of bounds. <laughs> like he dove and then just kept sliding. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't, if you haven't yet, heard the clip um, of Jair narrating what happened there, you've got to. You know, this will make a lot more sense. Yeah, will uh, sound a lot less creepy if you know the context. <laughs> it's in the Discord or uh, Sunday Night Football on NBC on Twitter. Uh, tweeted it as well, and it was a noise. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think my final thought is defense really again showed out. Run defense, it's gonna be a problem, especially against a team that can uh, a win football games and go to the playoffs and. Uh, B have a good passing game slash wide receivers and all that stuff. So I think, I mean, I think that's where next week against Tampa Bay, it's going to be a much better test. Yeah. To be a better task, even though Tampa Bay might be, I mean, we're recording at a time when we don't know what's going on with their wide receivers, a lot of injuries, possible suspension. I believe I saw already maybe yep. thrown out there. So kind of in the, it's it's not uh playoff preview, I would say, or like ideal preview, but like what happens when the Packers come across a, a more legitimate contender or threat that they can can they shut off the running game? Because it was problem against the Bears. David Montgomery, I mean, he is such an elusive back, like he just broke free or not even broke free, he's just jumping people out of their cleats. <laughs> That's how he was just like breaking free of like these crazy run plays but obviously it was a problem against bears problem against minnesota last week so that is uh that is a lingering question that i'm i'm hoping that they answer in a more definitive way in the coming weeks if not sooner than that right i think i'll be surprised if mike evans doesn't get suspended given that he was suspended in 2017 with his um history with uh marcus marshall Lattimore. Yeah, if they don't suspend him again, I'll be surprised. I just saw a clip on Twitter that showed uh, Bruce Arians sending in Mike Evans like he was a like he was a guard dog. Like Bruce Arians, not the coach of the Bucks anymore. I was gonna say, is he still? What's he doing? He's like a football advisor. I think he's like he's like GM or like football advisor or something like that. He's uh, still with the, still with the team. Um, but he's, he's like flying a 1920s airplane with his right. little caps. <laughs> he's rubbing the side. He's got he's like he still has a little cap on. <laughs> That, that, that's what he's wearing. He's like, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Patrol the sideline, and then he like clearly says something like fiery, and then you see Mike Evans like just <laughs> good go. plan, Bruce. 
uh, um, good friend. He's just like a bouncer. That's what he is. Like he's just like, oh, there's a problem over there. Let's send him out. Okay, gotcha, boss. Um, good friend of the pod and just an overall good human. Scoob, most crucified on Twitter, elite tormentor. Tweeted Bruce Arians being on the sideline in a Godfather role to send in Mike Evans. <laughs> Ultimately, he's a hitman. It's one of the greatest NFL storylines of the season so far. It's pretty good because, like, what is he even doing down there? <laughs> he's doing that. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, defense just needs to play that energy next week. And I'm excited to see how it goes, see if we can give Tom Brady his first loss of the season. Quick note on special teams, just real fast. Um, all good things for Mason Crosby today. Pit both of still goals, hit both of extra points. Um, special teams coverage was really good, I thought. Um, yep. Gunners were gunning. They were running on the field, tackling. Like it was, it was good. Excuse you, the Wii Fence. Wii Fence. It's working. I'll, I'm willing to call it that if it works. If it works. If it works. Uh, and Mario Rogers sometimes does his best to make sure it doesn't work, but it's still working. Yeah. He had... Jordan's face if you're not watching the YouTube. <laughs> uh, Mario Rogers was okay. He had one really good return with a, for a big chunk of yardage. Like, like maybe two fair catches. And then yeah. um, a catch where he was roaming to the sideline. Like muffed it. Didn't actually fumble it, but like muffed it. Bumbled he got it. credited with one at one point, I think. I think that counts as a fumble. Yeah. Like, like, they, it was like a bumble. Yeah, like <laughs> If you don't catch it left on the football, yeah, right. If you don't catch it cleanly, I don't think they. Uh, they I think they call it. Okay, I guess maybe it hit the ground. I forget. Regardless, I think it did hit the ground. Okay. Regardless, special teams is going to be just like waiting for something bad to happen all year long, and until I'm proven otherwise. <laughs> Can we talk about new <laughs> new special teamser Devonte Wyatt, who played a higher percentage of snaps on special teams than on defense this week? Go ahead. Uh, just. I don't want to rain on the parade too much. Oh, it's not I will great say, so far. Not great, but I will say both. if Jaron, Jaron, Reed, Jaron, yeah. Jaron or Jaron. I think it's Jaron. It's Jaron, Jaron Reed. Yeah. If he plays as well as he is, Devontae Wyatt's not going to really be a factor. This yeah. Game. I mean, it's Jaron Reed. Like he's not a, he's like more of a Dean Lowry type. Just like he's been a journeyman lineman. That's been played with Seattle. I think Kansas City last year. I really liked that they got him because it was like, oh, yeah, you shore up your defensive line. You're not going to just waste Kenny Clark to be like, hey, be uh, at Spider-Man at the end of Spider-Man 2. I referenced that scene all the all <laughs> Holding the, the trains. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like he he made some fantastic plays last night, and I just think he's kind of like this big body, but like just can make – just make action. <laughs> action. Yeah. Roll credits. <laughs> that's that's Gerard Reed's role. Yeah, he's he's what the Packers want Devontae Wyatt to like develop into. Like yeah. I was thinking about that. Excuse me. I was thinking about that like during the pod. Is that like, I think the plan is going to be for the Packers is for Devontae Wyatt to be a Kenny Clark replacement, but he needs to be get there faster because I'm pretty sure Kenny Clark's a free agent after this year. But like they need. Devontae Wyatt. Already? I'm pretty sure. Somebody pull up Pro Football or Spot Trek. Spot Trek. Over the cap, whatever. No, I mean, it's, you know, first round picks, you're clearly, when you pick a guy, you're looking at multiple years, right? That's the point. It's not just one year. I will say it's still disappointing for a guy to see his snaps go down from week one to two. And you still usually, unless it's like a quarterback and you have an okay quarterback, you still usually expect a guy to at least contribute year one in some sense. Like this isn't the NBA where they're mostly bad and you just hope they're going to be good later. Football rookies can be pretty good from the jump and why it certainly has been disappointing so far. But I'm not you know, writing off his whole career or anything yet. It's super early. We haven't seen him very much. But, you know, it's good for Jerron Reed, but bad for Devontae Wyatt that he was able to like – totally take the snaps and, and take the spot on the line when typically the draft picks have an edge in getting playing time because the football people like to look smart. This is the, yeah, this is the draft and develop Packers. You know, yeah. that's that's their MO. I got led astray last night. The site that I used to look at, like, the free agent class, the one to see who was there for, like, the various pickup for a wide receiver should they want to make a splash, their thumbnail was Kenny Clark for some reason. 
Which is why I thought like that he was. A well, freak. that's why they're not passing the ball. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, Kenny Clark is under contract for the next uh, at least two years. So. Cool. That's much better. Yeah, nothing yeah. to worry about. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> But no, uh-huh. it's yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. Again, I don't, don't want to rain on everyone's parade. I literally was it, like, I I mentioned a Packers or excuse me, a Bears pass rusher, and I was like, was he inactive? I didn't see him on the stat sheet. Newmark was like, no, he just didn't do any stats. And then I, during the pod, I had the same thought about Wyatt. I was like, is he playing right now? And yeah, he played eight oh, snaps. Well, what was his name? I have the snap count on. Uh, Robinson, I think. Dominique Marcus Robinson. No, oh, Dominique. Robinson. Yeah, Dominique. 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 Uh, I, I, I keep thinking it's Demarcus too. That's a very yeah. pass rusher name. Yeah, nine snaps. Oh, he only played nine snaps. Wow. Okay, so he just lost like, his role as well for whatever reason. That's kind of odd. Yeah, he was good week one. That's okay. Yeah, I'm I the Bears, was, not him. You're, you're telling me the rookie that was projected based on ESPN stats to break the sack record by? It's going to be harder now. It's going to be a lot harder now. He's going to have to really up his game. He's going to have to get like a a snap per a sack per snap basically. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> All right. Should we hand out some cheese? Yeah. So. We, we. We uh, handed out our first cheese board. It was a lackluster cheese board because we didn't have too much to cheer about. This week, we've got a full board of cheese. A big charcuterie board. Well, this week, earning a nice slice of Munster. Quay Walker, Rashawn Gary. Oh, we didn't talk about Quay Walker. Uh, Rashawn Gary, Eric Stokes. Russell Douglas, AJ Dillon, Mason Crosby, Demi Watkins, and Elton Jenkins. And we got a few uh, Pepper Jacks held this week. Jair Alexander for his interception and uh, being one of the pivotal players to make the goal line stand happen. Fields was getting close to the goal line, obviously. And Jair Alexander pushed him back and was like the, the last line of defense, essentially, to make sure he didn't get in. Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers. And Preston Smith. Aaron Jones was on the cusp of getting that coveted 20-year-old sharp cheddar. But uh, we can probably expect more games like this from Aaron Jones in the future. Uh, so we'll hopefully he can exceed this line and get that three cheese mark soon. So overall, a lot of cheese we handed out this week. Everyone did pretty well. I don't think there was even anybody close to getting... A Lindberger, which is a nice change of pace. Uh, Neiman? Maybe. Yeah. It's the closest, I think. Yeah. I don't know if he was terrible, but the, the play he got he beat got, bad was really bad. It was really bad. The plight of the lineman. Yeah. Right, is you get your... You could, uh, you could have 55 good plays of the one play that you just like, I just got beat up my shoes, and it's... Right. <laughs> this... It's, it's the that takes about it, like field goal range or whatever. Yeah, it's the same as special teams, right? If you do your job, nobody notices at all, and then if you don't, everybody notices really fast. Except Amari Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> um, any reviews, Ty? Uh, I don't think so. So people gotta get over to Apple Podcasts, talk to the Tundra five star review, or Spotify or wherever you listen. You can let us know what you think about the show. And more importantly, make Numak read it by Please. dropping a review on our Discord form, which can be found along with the links to this pod, the YouTube, and every other piece of GSPN content at gspn.info. I could make you read YouTube comments. If there's a good one, I guess. We got, a good one. we got a good one from a Vikings fan last week, actually. Oh, we did. Maybe we can read that. I'll, I'll pull it up. Before I pull it up, I want to briefly go back to um Kuei Walker. Yep. The opposite of Devontae Wyatt season the so opposite. far. And career. Everything. Everything about it has been the opposite. Yeah. Quay Walker has been flying to the ball. He's been really, really fun to watch. And from I think it was might have been Aaron Jones. I forget who they asked last night in post game, but they're like, can you think of too many other linebackers that can chase down Justin Fields on that scramble to um on that scramble to prevent the touchdown from where he dove in to try to try to get in. And he's like maybe Devin White from the from the Buccaneers. But it's pretty clear that Quay Walker is on pace and on the trajectory 
to be really special. I think it's going to be um, a, a pleasure, we'll say, to watch his career unfold just because he has everything that it is looking to make to be a dynamic linebacker that just flies all over um, all over the field. Yeah. Trying to find that comment. Might Here be better than Roquan yep. already. Roquan is a divisive player. He is. I think that he's good. He's all right. He's being held back by the other parts of his defense. Like, you can just take Roquan out of the equation, then you don't have too much else as Robert Quinn, but it's kind of, you're, it's it's different. Like, Roquan, yeah. Roquan was really good when Mac was there for like the two years they played together. Where he, was, he was really good. He was a good secondary edge rusher to off Mac, but now that Kulamak's not there, all the focus is going to him. So, but our review should I say his full name? Like, YouTube does like the full, like their actual name, so it's tied to your Gmail account. It's a Colin W, yeah, Colin W, a Vikings fan, nonetheless. As and uh, this is from the uh, the Minnesota Vikings preview pod, which Vikings did not fan. age well. Don't listen to that podcast, yeah, don't, don't listen to that podcast. <laughs> Just understand that uh, Colin W. here is a, a Vikings fan. He was a Vikings fan here. It was interesting to hear a Packer perspective. You guys did a good job, though. For the Vikings, assuming uh, some people stay healthy, the offense should be a top 10. Should be in the top 10 in the offensive line, particularly right currents that have to play well. So he was uh, he was right. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about if they play well, then yeah. if they're healthy, they're going to be good. But we appreciate the uh, the analysis just coming from uh, a Vikings fan based on what we talked about. So even if you're a Vikings fan or a Bears fan, Lions fans, if they exist, even though I'm I'm a half a Lions fan because I'm trying to prove <laughs> that the way they built their team is, is a good way to build a team. Anybody, leave us a review. Leave us a review on Apple, Apple Podcast, Spotify, anywhere you want. So, fellas, anything else to uh, to say? Excited for uh, Packers Bucks. Absolutely. Yep. And the Packers and the Bucks. <laughs> the K. The K. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Go check out gspn.info. All of your, your Eurostep Podcast Network needs. We will talk to you later this week as we preview the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Green Bay Packers next week. So, Jordan, Ty, thank you. Thank, thank you. you.